Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop! Well, we got a special story for Ags. Buck and Katie Plano, both Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2009, are the husband and wife team behind a fast-growing boutique bookkeeping and advisory firm that is dedicated to serving the hospitality industry. Buck and Katie have built a strong company and built a strong culture by focusing on always being the guide, staying positive, and ensuring that they never stop learning. So pass it back and listen up to Katie and Buck as they share some really good bull. Well, Katie and Buck, thank you so much for joining us on Aggie Growth Hacks. Before we start, I want to, uh, Katie, you don't know this, but I want to thank you um, specifically. There was a time we, we were in an, an EO event together and we were just talking about business and growing your business and pushing your boundaries and how that necessarily would apply to me working, uh, working at the bank, but then also having multiple side hustles and you don't know this, but I really appreciate your words and you're really pushing me to think about things a little bit differently. But really, thank you for that. Thank you for your passion about entrepreneurship and encouraging lifting others up. And thanks for joining us today. <laughs> thank you. I do. I remember that conversation. It was fun. I think I'm learning so much about just asking myself, like, why not? Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just try that, Greg? You have so many good ideas. Like, that's a really fun conversation for me to have. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, we love love you guys. Love that you're on in on Aggie Growth Hacks with us, and we love that we are all in Bryan College Station. We get to enjoy Aggie Land and raise all of our families in Aggie Land, but we're no longer students. So, Buck, I know you had an amazing time on the quad in your years at A and M. But what do y'all both miss about no longer being students at A and M? So first and foremost, I definitely miss my buddies, like just having those guys right across the hall, those Thursday, Friday night, being a junior and a senior and having like uh, Disney marathon nights and just hanging out with the buddies in the dorm, watching those movies and just kind of being a kid again. That was fun. a bunch of core guys watching Moana and Little Mermaid. Dude, Little Mermaid. Oh, yes. Cinderella. And that's probably too much I want to actually give at this point in time. But yeah, that was a great experience. Right he used to go to like Kroger and have them make a cake for him. It's big, like bay, a birthday cake, how they write like happy birthday, Cindy yeah. or something. He would get, order a cake the day after a test that said like, way to go, Buck, <laughs> to congratulate himself after a test. <laughs> what do I miss about being a student? I was a two percenter big time. Like he was a 110 percenter and I was a two percenter. I was like really depressed when I first came to college. I had a rough like first couple of years and I didn't meet Buck till we were seniors. So I, I had a you know sports pass or whatever. I never used it. I mean, total two percenter. But then senior year when we did meet and start dating, I felt like I was like learning how to be an Aggie, like like doing everything for the first time. And that was a lot of yes, fun. Yeah. Fun. He was like a country Western dance instructor. So he like, we went dancing all the time. What was the dance hall? That's like, they closed it it's and everybody pain. was sad. Yeah. yeah. To the hall. Yep. It was so fun. I can't believe that's not there anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah and I, I was a bartender out at the hall, right? Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, appreciate that. that. Thank you so much <laughs> that all of my money went to you, my loans. Appreciate that. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Well, one of the things that I love about Aggie Growth Hacks is one meeting all these awesome Aggie entrepreneurs. And, you know, whether they're here in Texas, whether they're here in Bryan College Station or elsewhere. But the other thing that I really love is hearing y'all's entrepreneurial journey. So Katie and Buck, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business, your entrepreneurial journey and how you got there, how it started, everything. Originally, we graduate, my wife and I, we are up in Fort Worth and we get, her mom starts a hotel bookkeeping company. And so she's starting it up. It's going pretty good and it's growing. And we are at, I believe, Schlitterbahn um, on a, like a family trip. And she's like, hey, what do y'all think about moving to College Station? And Katie helping me do the accounting and kind of run the operations of things. And so we made the leap of faith to move back from Fort Worth back here to College Station to kind of promote her mom and help her with that with that organization and with the company at the time. And so during that time, Katie started going back to school for a master's in accounting. And honestly, I was looking for a job and got hooked up with a hotel here in town. Then little notes to me, her mom needed somebody on the operation side just to kind of keep things in track, make sure that AR is right, things of that nature. And that's when I joined on with it. It was a very interesting and exciting dynamic of having your wife be a partner with you and have your mother-in-law be your boss and trying family dinners were interesting and fun of like, Hey, do we talk about work? What do we do here? How is this set up? But it also got us to be very, very close. And that was, that's been a really exciting, exciting part of having that family dynamic with it. And then her mom retired a few years ago, we bought the company. And it's really been with Katie and I, and she's just amazing at getting our sales and our marketing together and being such a fundamental positive energy in the office with that. And so I've enjoyed that quite a lot. Well, let's unpack that a little bit because we've had a couple other Aggie entrepreneurs, husband and wife, multiple generations that are all working together, but you guys open the door. So we're walking right through, we're going to crash down through it. You know, Katie, like I know, I know you come from a family. Like your brother's an entrepreneur developer here in town. And so it's it's not like you don't have everybody at the Thanksgiving table that is an entrepreneur, has that entrepreneur spirit drive. So so did you have to have like, did you have to set rules? Okay, this this is Thanksgiving. We're not talking about work. We're gonna talk about turkey and what you're thankful for, and that's it. No, we didn't actually like both of our families are entrepreneurial. I'm our parents both had businesses um, growing up. My, my grandparents had businesses as well. So it's kind of like in our blood and like just spitballing about different ideas, like business ideas has always been a part of my upbringing. The rest of my family is probably more vocal about it than me. I didn't realize, I thought I was kind of the only one that didn't get the entrepreneur gene. I'm not as competitive which I thought was like something that was really necessary to be an entrepreneur. And then whenever we kind of stumbled into business ownership through my mom needing help, we just fell in love with it, like fell in love with the personal development and the growth of it and realized like, oh yeah, this is us. Like we're, we love it. We're all in. That's so cool. So one of the things that, that we're kind of switching to here on Aggie Growth Hacks is really talking about how our company values have shaped us and, and shaped our companies. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your company values 
How did you select them? How has it impacted your growth? It was like 2015 or so. Katie and her mom and I were going to do our first like office retreat, so to speak. And kind of like one of the oddities of it was, okay, I'm reading EOS, I'm looking at Emith and all these amazing structures and companies, they have these core values. And so I thought it was a great idea to ask the 15, 20 people working for us, hey, what do y'all think our core values should be? That was a mistake. Like I got, we felt like we got like 600 different views from uh, just that team. But as we started like writing them out and going actually through the information, we realized, okay, everyone's saying the same thing over and over again. And we really narrowed it down to 14 key points on there. And if you've ever tried to memorize anything and ever the advice tells you, hey, seven is the max. And so I thought, or I don't know which one of us thought it was a great idea. We're just going to combine the two together. So we'll have point A and, which is a great word to have, point B. And so then we took 14 down to seven and nobody remembered any of them. Like it was a complete flop. Like it was, <laughs> we repeat it like 10 times. And like, I could, I, if I didn't have the paper in front of me, I had no idea what no, we couldn't even remember. No idea. Uh, uh. I mean, we like, we're trying to hound, hound this thing into ourselves and the team. And it was a huge, huge flop to tell you the truth on there, especially also when trying to think about the business and like, how do we apply this to our clients? How do we apply this to the rest of the people that we're trying to attract and train and things like that. And so when Katie and I, um, this was back in 2018 or so, when we really kind of took over and we had our director of accounting who we had an offsite with them and we're like, okay, we have these 14 key points, but what's really important to us? And it really came down just to three simple things. Uh, the first one is being the guide, staying positive as a second, and then never stop learning as a third. And so when we started to focus everything that we do in that lens, it was revolutionary for our business. It was revolutionary for our team. It was simple. We have it on every single computer in those three areas. And so, you know, being the guy, it's just, hey, how can I help you to the client and to the team member? You know, you're going to be the, if it's a client, clients don't want their accountants to be the winner, like, or the hero of the story. It's the client who's the hero. So how do we be the guide in that situation? It's just like, hey, when we send you your financial statements, let me give you some key points of, hey, this is what I noticed, what's happening right now. And then, you know, staying positive, that's the, that's something that we could all use. My wife is probably one of the most positive people in any situation that I think really helps us have that competitive advantage in there. Actually, I got some feedback on one of our reviews just this past January. January, we do, you know, all of our reviews are based on being the guide, staying positive, never stop learning. And a thing was like, hey, Buck, when you're in the office, we can feel when you're stressed. And so it was kind of like a wake up call for myself of like saying, hey, I really need to capture the thoughts that I have to make sure that I'm, I'm at that level of where I need to be for the team. And then, you know, never stop learning. I think right now in our day and age, and Katie's kind of alluded to it a little bit already, is the mindset and the personal growth. And the, no matter what you're working on, you have an opportunity to learn from somebody somewhere, somehow. And maybe that's just Google. I mean, I'm going to say it when you run into an issue, when my I'm going to open up Google and I'm going to open up YouTube and try to figure this thing out. And maybe it's just that simple at times. And so when we have those lessons of just keeping it that simple, it really, really has helped us stay like on point of what we need to do and who we want to work with um, on the personal and the client side of things with it. So. The things that I heard throughout that is that you guys do story brand and you live it. You don't only just live it. I mean, it's it's part of every single part of your business. I mean, being the guide that that straight up story brand and, and y'all, if if you are not familiar with story brand, 
you need to check it out. And if you are looking for a website that is optimized for story branding, go to Katie and Bucks. I mean, from day one, once you see it and you will see their passion, and it's not about selling stuff. It's not about anything. What it is, it's about being the guide. It's about having that value and so strong that, that you live it out in every aspect of your business. So let me ask you specifically, because you're in a very niche industry, an industry that was really, really stressed in 2020 with COVID, you know, because you only serve hospitality clients and no one was traveling, no one was going to hotels. And so your clients had to be freaking out. So you had to be positive. You had to be the guide to walk them through that stuff. So how how did your core values specifically help you and your clients in 2020? Can can you cap, capture that for us? Yeah, I think that we tried to over communicate and research. So anything we would learn, we would just pass it on immediately and just get in front of the camera, which at the time we were really uncomfortable with and not used to, but just really get on camera because our clients are across the country. None of them are actually here in College Station. So we just get on camera and say, hey, you're probably scared. We're scared. This is what we know. This is what we haven't figured out yet. This is how we can help. This is how we're not sure if we'll be able to help. We just tried to be um, really honest and to manage our own energy, to try to stay positive ourselves and kind of coach ourselves so that we could be an encouragement to them, I think. Yeah, I really want to piggyback on that communication part that Katie just mentioned there. I think one thing that really brought our team together and brought us really close with our clients was that communication of just the positivity even letting somebody know, I don't have an update right now for you is really helpful. Like if you're a business owner or you're a, man- a hotel management company and you're like, okay, what's happening with my hotel's finances? Are we going to be able to work through this? What's going to happen? And just being like, hey, right now, we don't have the answer yet for you, but we're working on it. And yes. we had constant communication. Um, we had our team, they were awesome at this. They would send out messages at like 10 o'clock and at like four o'clock every single day for weeks on end to every client, just to make sure they knew that we were there for them. We were there to help them. And another big thing is I think when you're talking about the lens of being the guide. So the first thing, and I don't know if it was, I think it was Katie's idea when, you know, we applied for the PPA loan, we, we get it, uh, PPP loan, excuse me, we get it on there. And the first thing was like, okay, how do we help our clients? Like, how are we going to guide them through this? Was giving a portion of that, like immediately cutting our invoices by a percentage just right off the bat. And because like showing like, hey, we're in this together, like we're here for you. And I don't think if we would have had our core values, we would have made that decision. I really don't think that we would have had the mindset to be able to handle that through there. I think that also showed a lot to our team too. Like, hey, we're in this as a team. Um, You know, we are looking at a positive light and we're having to learn through this opportunity like everyone else is. And so I hope that helps with your uh, your point there of looking through that type of lens with that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I I love how, you know, just like what Greg just said, you know, you guys have positioned yourselves, you know, uh, as the guide and, and you literally have that in, in your core values, which is really super, super cool. In my opinion, I'm a Donald Miller geek. So I, I love the story brand, uh, stuff, you know, you can see all the books back behind me and he's got a, several of them right there. Um, and it's something that I coach to, to my own clients. So talking about all of that, you know, with that time period and, and how you were going through that, was there a tipping point that really helped your business get to a next level? I would say that as far as a 
tipping point is concerned. So Katie was pregnant. We needed to grow for revenue. It seemed like every single one of our clients in our hotels were all over the place as far as operating procedures were concerned. Like hotel A, B, and C had different procedures for everything. There wasn't enough hours in the day. Um, everyone was working just this constant leveraging, trying to like, how can we get this done? And you know, we just can't do all this on our own. And what we just had to make the decision like, okay, what's the one thing we can do right now? What's the simplest thing we can do and just focus on that one area. And for us, it really started with uh, standard operating procedures and SOPs. And we kind of threw even like marketing and sales kind of went by the wayside. And we just focused on that one particular point. What can we do to keep everybody on the same page to more streamline the operations? And it was simple stuff, fellas. I mean, really simple stuff like, okay, we're all going to send an end of week email that has the same exact structure of what we worked on for the week. It's going to be like, hey, when we download activity for a hotel, we're going to use the same structure. We have the same file names for everything or the same file structure of where the folders are. And it's this little things like that that made made it more made it more realistic that, OK, we can actually get this done now. We can actually work on this this avenue. Yeah, my my mom started the company because she was traveling around setting up people's accounting systems on this like hotel software. And she loved that. She loved traveling and doing projects. And then she asked me to come help her because she kind of like accidentally started a team. Like as she <laughs> set up people's systems, they'd say like, that's great. Like, we don't want to do this though. Can you just do the work for us? Can you do like the monthly bookkeeping for us? <laughs> and so she like stumbled upon this agency, like the market literally asked for it. And so I came in and she was doing projects and traveling and training. I was doing monthly accounting work and then we were growing and trying to find people to hire. But I mean, there were several years where it felt like we needed to work on everything. Like we didn't have, like we weren't except like we were good at hotel accounting, but to have an actual business and a team, you have to be good at so many different things like marketing and sales and like finding people, hiring, training them, having systems and processes. And I mean, it just all, it felt like we were bad at all of it to me because <laughs> there wasn't time to put towards it. So, you know, we worked on a lot of those things simultaneously, just kind of like inching along in every single area because we were a small shop. And so we had to uh, definitely when we grew to the part point where Buck could come on and help like operationally made a huge difference because there's actually somebody who could work on like on the business and not just in the business. That's so cool. Yeah. So Katie and Buck, how did you transition that learning process of just starting with SOPs and, and then getting traction with that? How does that translate into how you guys now define your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal? Where are you going to be in 10 years? I'm just going to tell you flat out that the BHAG thing, it did not work for me. It is So when I hear Big Harry Dutch's goal, I want to be like, I always thought like, okay, I want to be like the IBM and the Walmarts and the Nike that have these like revolutionary changes, the apples of the world. And so they're planning out five, 10 years in advance. And that honestly stresses me out. And like, I'm, my heart's starting to beat and get excited. Like, like, oh my gosh, like, What's going to happen next um, that far down the line? And I, I wouldn't do it. Like I wouldn't focus on those goals because it just seemed too, too out of reach. What did help though, for me personally, and I think it's really, it's kind of how we set up our executive team now 
as well is that I was listening to actually I think I was I was reaching out to my brother-in-law and probably pestering him for his Audible account because there's a book I wanted to read on it, listen to all of it. And I don't know if he like genuinely just like, okay, here, just stop stop bugging me on this. Here's the account. Listen to what it is. <laughs> and I found a book called um the 12 week year. I don't know if you've heard of it or anything like that, but it's what it does is mm-hmm. it's like, hey, let's break our break that calendar year up into just 12 week little sections with a week of break at the end. And I read that. And I was like, okay, hey, I can I can actually take my little rat hole mind that's going on around. I can focus on one thing for 12 weeks. I can do that part. And so I tried it out actually with a this idea of developing a interviewing course. So taking what we do for our interview process, recording videos and trainings on it, I was gonna sell it. And so I gave myself nine weeks to record, edit, create the marketing for it and pitch it and kind of send it out there. And during that time, that nine weeks of just being focused on that one thing, it was like, okay, here's the clarity that I need. It's not the five year, 10 year down the road. It was here's just 10 weeks, nine weeks of just like really strict focus. And so after learning that about myself with that, we then started doing it with our executive team. So our director of accounting, Albert Tennell, and my wife, Katie, we were like, okay, let's just take one thing, each of us, and we're going to focus on that for 12 weeks. And we made more positive actions and strides than the last few years when we started doing just that one thing at a time. And it really made it clear and simple for myself. So I hope that helps at all with, you know, I know we're not the BHAG kind of IBM thing, but just staying focused on that one thing was, was the game changer for me personally. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You know, so do you call them rocks? And, you know, I mean, you guys are an EO and you guys have like probably i don't and that's a good question here is are you installed with eos uh, in your operations yeah that's a great question we're actually we're not um so we um ish we're ish yeah ish. so we have yeah. taken some things from ish ish <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know maybe we'll call it eot or something just almost there but not quite maybe a little afterwards so whatever the letter is before that but um we uh we take a little things from business made simple with donald miller emith revisited and then eos gazelles and so i've kind of picked out my top favorites of all of those and we've implemented bits and pieces of that is how we is how we operate our business so let's dig into that what are those those pieces then that that you've installed into your business yeah so the first one um we've already kind of touched on it would be you know making sure we have those right core values and that structure the second one is then kind of going to go into the eos and rocks that that area of it mm-hmm. the next phase for us is actually going to be working on the kpis and so your key performance indicators with the team and with ourselves in our in our individual roles and where we're going because we are growing but we're very we're a fast and growing company right now and so having those performance indicators of where do we want to see our team go what are the most important aspects of the team right now is kind of what we're taking on in the next phase, Chris. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. I would I say that. if we had like an audacious goal or a big, hairy, audacious goal, mm. it'd be to make accounting great again. That's kind of like our internal goal at the company. Yeah. Um, That's great. Because yes. I love team, that. Yep. Our team is all bookkeepers and accountants, and that industry is shrinking. Like less and less people are doing it. I feel like it's kind of a misunderstood skill set, doesn't have the greatest reputation, but it's like really gratifying work that every business organization needs to be running exceptionally. And so that's kind of our audacious goal is to make accounting great again and to make it just a wonderful occupation to be a place where people love 
to do the work and to learn how to like communicate it well to our clients to help people really make use of their financial statements so they do value it and that it is an appreciated product and that our team is like really enjoying fulfilling yeah. work because they're offering amazing value. Yep. That's a great point, Katie. I'm glad you brought that up. That make it kind of great and really is our, I guess. Um, yeah, it's kind of different uh, viewpoint, but that's our audacious goal. Yep. Love it. Love it. All right. That's going to take us into our lightning round. But before we go into that, we're going to pause here for a message from our sponsor. Listen up, bags. This special episode is sponsored by Greg Jasper and our friends over at The Angry Elephant. With locations in San Antonio, Bryan, College Station, Magnolia, and many more to come, The Angry Elephant is a great place to meet your Aggie buddies and share some good bowl. The Angry Elephant, liberal cocktails at conservative prices with the finest hot dogs in all of Texas. For more, go to theangryelephantbar.com. All right. And we are back. All right. Are y'all ready for the lightning round? Yeah. Bring it on. All right. Cool. Okay. Let's start off with what is your favorite hack? This can be personal. This can be business. Um, we'll start with you, Buck. Awesome. So YouTube premium with no ads is something that my wife just got me. And the ability to watch videos like how does international shipping work or how does a ski resort operate and things like 20 geography facts about the United States. Being able to watch all of that within two, two speed and 30 minutes has been um, amazing on a personal level with that. And you watch the weirdest. This is what you get. This is what you get working with your wife right there. <laughs> the weirdest stuff. Um, and then, um, but on a more serious note, like the biggest hack uh, has been actually the mindset and having like one quote or one verse that you can focus on no matter what you're going through. And that's something that started um, when we had kids and it's a verse, it's above the room, it's a Joshua 1-9, you know, be strong and courageous. Don't be discouraged or afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so no matter what's happening during the day, just having that chance to reflect on that has been absolutely transformational. Hands down, just having one thing that you can, you can rely on with that. My favorite, I guess this is business and personal, but really like on the business side is to decide like definitively that I'm leaving the results to God. Like I feel like entrepreneurship is so heavy. Like you feel like you have so much responsibility and you want to do everything right and you want to take care of your team. And it's so scary to think that it could fail. And I feel like my biggest hack to actually like be productive and make progress is to just focus on my actions. Like this is specifically what my next best step is. And the results are completely up to God. And even if you don't believe in God, you can accept that like up to the universe or whatever. Like there's going to be so many circumstances outside of your control, like COVID <laughs> um, or whatever. Like in 2020, we also, the software we use had an outage for weeks. So we couldn't do our work for weeks. And that was like, extremely scary as well. And so we just, I consistently like reminding myself, I've decided the results are up to God and it just takes so much pressure and weight off of running the company. Mm -hmm. Love that. So Katie, I'm going to come right back to you. What was your favorite bit of advice? And then Buck, I'd love to hear yours after that. The, The favorite bit of advice you've been given. I love mantras or anything I can put like on a post-it note on my computer. (laughs) 
<laughs> so one of my absolute favorite ones is a saying by Marie Forleo. It's I win or I learn, but I never lose. And that, I mean, that message has been given to me like by a lot of people in a lot of ways, like, you know, fail forward or fail fast or, you know, to con- our core value of never stop learning. So the idea of like that failure is okay, but I love the way she says it. Like I win or I learn, but I never lose. That just brings me so much peace. Like, okay, these are the two options. I'm either winning or I'm learning right now. Like losing is not even an option. Tell you the truth here, Greg. I I can't believe this happened, but I paid uh, $2,000 for advice that I didn't even know I needed at the time. So Katie talked me in to doing a Tony Robbins course. We did this together. It was like January of 2020, so pre-COVID. And there was a just a short seven-minute lesson on this one concept that I, I think God was actually bringing to us and to me personally, right before COVID. So right before that March thing. And it was this idea of transformational vocabulary. So the words that we tell ourselves, they have a direct impact on the way that we experience that situation or, you know, that what's happening right then in the moment. And so, you know, when a, when a team member says, hey, um, oh, no, what's going to happen? Or, oh, no, what's coming on next? Especially when COVID, it's telling myself, you know what? This isn't the worst thing. Oh, no, this is just a hiccup. COVID is just a little hiccup. All right. It's not going to, we can still learn through this. We haven't figured it out quite right now, but we can figure this out together. And having those little, like the word hiccup or, you know, something, a client leaves, it's a, it's, it's an inconvenience. Okay. You know, inconvenience is a lot easier to manage mentally than saying, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. How are we going to make, get through this? And that was me. Like a hundred percent. That was me. Worst case scenario, no matter what happens. And then right before it, COVID having that little, that short little lesson of, you know, what are the words I'm telling myself? How do I look at this situation? That, that was it. There's my, there's $2,000 for you, Greg, right there. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. This has been awesome. Thank you all so much. We all know how the Aggie Network is super, super powerful. How can the Aggie Network get in touch with y'all and support you moving forward? I would love a hot air balloon that says, hey, Buck, across the side of it, I'm I'm actually very petrified of heights, so I won't get on it, actually. But I would really like that. Um, just just being honest here. Just throwing LinkedIn would be great. Yeah, or LinkedIn. That, 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 that would probably answer. be the best way. Or, or, or LinkedIn. <laughs> or LinkedIn, yeah. yeah. On that pretty much on a, every other day basis and posting on there. So I guess LinkedIn would work, too. That's awesome. <laughs> You're not afraid it would get, like, shot down or anything? I love <laughs> If it was like a giant Aggie ring, would really put the icing on the cake right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like with Buck 09 in the middle of the ring? 100%. Yeah. Little neon, some uh, maroon. Oh, we got this. Let's do it. So if you are a hot air balloon manufacturer, <laughs> you reach out to Katie and Buck on LinkedIn and then <laughs> learn, learn about what they've got going on and hook them up. But no, thank you all so much for joining us. We, we love the laugh, love the honesty and love the, the openness and you guys just sharing your heart with us. Congratulations on continuing to grow and have an amazing company and just the best of luck. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that pretty awesome or what? I can't believe how many value bombs that Katie and Buck 
dropped. I mean, I, I have a whole page full of notes here. What was your favorite takeaway? Well, first off, I loved the, the paradigm in uh, the dynamic between having a husband and wife and, and really the honesty that they, that they had in sharing, hey, this is, this is how we're husband and wife, but we're also business partners together. So I really appreciate uh, Katie and Buck being willing to, to share that. But what really struck me uh, out of everything that they talked about was when they were talking about how they were struggling. Mm-hmm. And um, it was when Katie was pregnant, not pregnant now, when she was pregnant. Yeah, right. uh, and, and the fact matters that, that they were just drowning. They didn't know what to do. They couldn't scale. They couldn't really take that next level mm-hmm. step, step up. And what did they do? They actually took a step back and they started to develop SOPs, standard operating procedures, just the little things of having naming conventions being the same. But to to be able to actually start implementing that, that was really powerful. And what I took from that was that, look, there's times in our lives that there's a lot going on and we don't know how to solve all the problems that we've got going on. But we can't. what we can do is we can't control the controllables. We can, we can do something that's in our world to provide structure and value and then communicate. They also talked about over-communicating to communicate communicate that. And that's what they did. They developed the SOP to the detriment of sales activities, marketing activities, those other things. But by doing those SOPs, they became more efficient. They were freed up some time. And then that allowed them to take the next step and to grow and get back to marketing and sales and stuff like that. So what about you? What would you take away from it? So, and, and I agree on yours, you know, I mean, it's, it's, interesting when you go back to the basics quote unquote right and and build that foundation for scaling that it that it really really helps when when you do get to that scale level so mine i would say is what really stuck out to me is is when katie said that uh, her favorite quote was i win or or this is her favorite advice right i win or learn but never lose i love that because that shows the grit, the entrepreneurial grit that Katie has, right? And as entrepreneurs, we get knocked down a lot, a lot, a lot, right? I mean, 2020 was one of those years that that it knocked a lot of entrepreneurs on their butts. And it was really, really hard for all of us. And some, there were winners and there were some losers, right? But I think that having that attitude, that mindset of you know, no matter what happens today, no matter what happens, I, I'm going to either win today or I'm going to learn from what I did today, right? Or what happened to me today. And that was the other thing that kind of stuck out to me, you know, when she said that uh, she took it out of her own hands and put it into God's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's so, so good. You know, there are things just out of our control that that comes sweeping through and can take out whole industries, right? Like what we saw during 2020, during COVID. I mean, you talk if you were a restaurant owner, hotel owner, or any of, of a gym owner, right? I mean, th- those all of those yep. industries got knocked out, right? And there were a lot of them that didn't never really came back or recovered. But uh, the ones that did, they learned from the from that time period, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I talk with a lot of those folks all day long, and and the biggest thing that I tell them is make sure that you learned to. <laughs> get a database, 
right? Get an email database because that was the biggest thing that we learned from from that time period. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was my biggest takeaway with, with Katie and, and Buck. Yep. Love the time we had together. And Ags, thanks so much for joining us today. That's going to wrap up this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed. If you're not connected with Katie and Buck, definitely do that. If Ags, if you are in the hospitality industry and you're tired of doing your books, or you're not really sure what those number nerds are looking at when they're looking at the financials, reach out to them. They are passionate about it and they're really, really good at what they do. If you're not connected with Kanai on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, make sure that you connect with us, connect with Aggie Growth Hacks. And if you if you enjoy this episode, give it big a gig Aggie, big Aggie thumbs up and like it and subscribe and make sure you share it so that we can get Aggie Growth Hacks out to more people. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website right now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, Ags, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig. Thanks again to the Angry Elephant for sponsoring this episode. You can catch every play of every Aggie football game at the Angry Elephant. Click on theangryelephantbar.com to find the one closest to you. When you're there, make sure you check out their amazing selection of gourmet hot dogs. If you try the Hong Kong Fui, drop us a line and let us know what you think.